Christ is for everyone. A podcast about celebrating the goodness of life in the love of Christ. God wants us to trust Him. Even though the Bible contains texts from very different periods of time, written by very different people, concerned with very different things, there is nevertheless one theme which is consistently present from the beginning to the end. Trust in God. Many texts in the Old Testament have to do with trust in God. Psalm 4 verse 5 says, Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 Enjoin us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Moses castigates the Hebrews because, in spite of the many signs and miracles which God had done, they had no trust in the Lord their God. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 32. Psalm 37 verse 5 tells us to commit our ways to the Lord, trusting in Him, and He will act. And Psalm 84 ends with these wonderful verses. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. Verses 11 and 12. In the New Testament, we find that the theme of trust in God is continued, although in different terms. The New Testament word for trust is faith. But it seems to me clear enough that they are talking about the same thing. When we read in the epistle to the Hebrews, that by faith our ancestors received approval, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, what else can this mean except that they trusted in God? Consider all the examples that the author gives in that wonderful chapter. For example, Abraham leaving his family and home in order to follow God into a strange new land. Is that not the very definition of trust in God? And it is also a clear act of faith. For this reason, it seems to me clear that the New Testament does not teach anything new with its language of faith. It teaches exactly what the Old Testament does, that we should trust in God. Christ does not teach anything different than the Old Testament or the apostles in this respect. He also teaches us to trust in God, whom he calls our Father. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, Christ tells us that God is our Father 11 times. Notice that Christ never says that God is the Father of the birds, and yet he takes care of them. How much more, then, will he take care of his own children? And he even insists that God is not a father like the fathers that some of them might have had. Is there any among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, will you give a snake? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Matthew chapter 7 verses 9 through 11. No one whose mind is right would mistreat his or her own children. And this in spite of the fact that we are, all of us, nevertheless evil and corrupt in various ways. How much more, then, should we trust in God, who does not share in our imperfections? Christ, the Apostles, and the Old Testament teach us that we should trust in God, who loves us and is our Father. 
One could even say that this is the very essence of the message of Christianity, trust in God. But this is not necessarily easy. Trust is a decision that you have to make, and there is something peculiar about trust. On the one hand, we only want to trust someone if he or she is trustworthy. But on the other hand, the trustworthiness of a person is something that can never be proven before we trust in him or her. After all, there is always the possibility that there is something else going on behind the scenes. We can always come up with a story about how this person who seems trustworthy may not really be so. There is always the possibility of interpreting what a person does or says in a suspicious rather than trusting manner. And because this possibility is always there, it means that we cannot discover the trustworthiness of the other person unless we first trust them. What Christianity teaches us is that we should trust God. This is easy to say, but it is hard to do. We are confronted with things every day that would drive us away from trusting God. Misfortunes, calamities, bad luck, sickness, failures, disappointments. We might think to ourselves, why are these things happening to me? If God loves me, then why does he let them happen? What if God is really against me? What if he is trying to undo me? This is the ultimate temptation, to refuse to trust God. And because it is always possible to come up with a suspicious interpretation of what God does or says, it will always be possible for us to refuse to trust him. God cannot prove his trustworthiness to us if we do not first trust in him. Just like a person cannot prove his or her trustworthiness to us unless we are first willing to trust in his or her honesty and goodwill. This means that we cannot seek to establish that God is trustworthy and then trust in him. Rather, we have to trust him and then see his trustworthiness. This is not at all easy to do or to think about, and there will be many times in life when we meet with problems. Then we might hear ringing in our ears the words of those who mocked Christ at his crucifixion. He saved others, he cannot save himself. He trusts in God, let God deliver him now if he wants to. Matthew chapter 27, verses 42 and 43. But Christ, who trusted God with his entire life, was not let down. God raised him from the dead. And this is what we celebrate every time we partake of the Lord's Supper. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. Notice what this says. We are not merely proclaiming the Lord's death, as if he died and that were the end of it. Rather, we are proclaiming his death, reminding ourselves of it, until he comes, because he is not dead anymore. Every week then, when we gather together with other believers and partake of the Lord's Supper, we are once more encouraging ourselves and one another to trust in God. All the problems of our life are like the cross that we have to bear. But don't lose hope. After the cross comes the resurrection. <laughs>